You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Under the Dome After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Under the Dome After Show. Hey, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we are doing an Under the Dome After Show. I am Matt Lieberman, and joining me tonight is the wonderful and fabulous Jackie Borowski. How are you? I'm good. Good. We are doing episode 101, The Pilot. And let's just that let's was just, a creative name. Yeah, the it's pilot. a very very creative name for a holy effing s what an episode. You didn't really. That's the interesting thing is you didn't really need a name for this episode. No, no. I flipped out several times. Legit flipped out. <laughs> this show is so cool. <laughs> Literally, uh, when uh, and we'll get to it in a bit. But when uh, Duke had his um, episode, had his episode. Let's say. I I shouted so loud it disturbed everyone at Afterbus, um, which I guess is 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 normal for me. But uh, let's let's jump right in with uh, with with Barbie, our erstwhile antihero. All right, so we open with uh, with with creepy with creepy eggs hatching out of out of a shell or cre- creepy birds hatching out of out of an egg. Uh, super close up, panning over. To Barbie carrying a body, uh, who we later learn is Peter Shumway, Julia's husband. Uh, we know that that Barbie is ex-military and uh, that he's been into some some shady stuff uh, since he got out of the military. What what do you think happened there? I I have to say though, at first I love this intro that you have. You have the bird hatching, so it's like something's being born. Yeah. And then literally the the next minute when it pans down, you see death. Mm-hmm. And so you feel like you're going to get this whole spectrum as you're trapped in this town. You're yeah. going to get the whole spectrum of life and death. Yeah. And so it's. I feel like... Um, he actually said that uh, Steven, Sp- Steven Spielberg... Stephen well, King. Stephen King, but Steven Spielberg's involved in it, too. Yeah. So. Stephen King said that he originally, uh, when he wrote this back in the like 70s and 80s, it was like a cannibal. It was supposed to be about cannibals oh, trapped wow. in an apartment. And so... Under uh, the roof? Yeah, to, yeah. And so you would see basically, I guess, what happens when, when people are trapped together. And I yeah. guess life and death is what happens. Hey, um, I do want to take a quick second and just let our, our viewers and listeners know that Jackie and I have not read the book. So we are coming into this clean. Uh, so those of you out there who have read the book uh, in in comments and reviews, uh, please be, be kind to us for not knowing what's going on and don't spoil anything for people who have not read the book. And we are going to read the book. We are going to read the book. Uh, Jackie has already started. I'm about to start. Before the end of the season, we'll, we will have finished the book. So don't worry, book fans. <laughs> um, cool. So, 
And I'm also interested if you guys tweet us or or comment and let us know, um, not necessarily in a spoilery way, but your feelings towards book versus yeah. movie or b- book versus book TV versus TV show. I know show. that there were some changes made to some of the characters. Uh, different professions or some things to make them a little more likable. So definitely let us know how you're feeling. Because uh, coming in blind, I love everybody. Everybody is either super awesome or super creepy or mysterious. <laughs> or awesomely and creepy. I feel yeah. I feel like Barbie is awesomely creepy. Yeah, he's cool and cre- he's cool. He's kind of creepy. I'd say he's more mysterious than he is creepy, but he is capable of dangerous and terrible things. Um, you know what's interesting is I I read like a little blur before I watched this. I I initially thought Barbie because he was because of the kind of creepy introduction. I initially thought he was the junior character, and then a couple minutes later, I start to realize I'm like, oh no, this is this character. It was a little creepy for me to start off with, and then you slowly grow to like him. Even though, yeah. because he saves people's lives. Well, it's a cool narrative device because it, you, it's somebody who we start by seeing he's done this reprehensible thing. You know, he says that uh, that Peter negotiate was trying to renegotiate their deal a bit too aggressively, so he shot and killed him, buried him, and now he's trying to get he's trying to get out of Chester's mill. He's he's dodging the cops, so it's far more interesting to start with a character doing something unlikable. And then making us grow to like him and see, oh, no, this guy is, in fact, good. I think he's gotten off the right path. Mm-hmm. And he's he's doing some things that he wouldn't do otherwise. But he so he starts off bearing a body. But then later on, he saves some lives. He saves Joe's life. He saves Joe's life. And then he saves the the life of all the people um in the fire trucks. Yes, exactly. He cares about he cares about the value of human life. He's not a monster. He's not a cold-blooded killer. You know, he was pushed to do this. I want to know what he was up to, who he's working for, mm-hmm. and why. And I'm sure we're going to get a lot of backstory. Brian K. Vaughn, who uh, wrote the teleplay and developed the the book into a TV show, he wrote for Lost, so he's he he does a lot of that. He's he's familiar with the flashback kind of stuff and he writes great character work I don't know if you've this ever- is a very lost field too where yeah. you're, you, you're located to a single ice, to a you're An isolated. isolated to a single location yeah and it's it's sci-fi but it's character first mm-hmm. The characters are all written very strongly and they all have their own not just stories but like you know quirks and problems Julia's uh, Julia's husband you know thinking that he's cheating on her and everyone else thinking that when he's actually dead and Barbie's staying in her house and they're totally going to hook up at some point. I don't know if that's going to happen before or after she finds out that he is a damn murderer. Oh, my God. That was a great scene, too, where he comes in, realizes he sees the the photograph that she shows him. He realizes that's the person he killed. And they kind of have this showdown where he's like, she says she she's a reporter and she's supposed to know stuff and you have that awkward pause moment. But I don't know what's under my nose. Mm -hmm. You probably think I'm pretty stupid. And he's like, yeah. That was a nice setup. Bunk and buddies. Too bad. Um, So, Oh, and they also saved that woman's life whose hand was cut off. Yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. They saved her and they, he helped get Nori out of, out of the car after her epileptic fit. Mm -hmm. Uh, but let's just talk about the moment when the dome comes down. Oh. And it doesn't just, like, appear. 
it crashes to Earth, um, which is interesting. Does that mean that it's from space? Does that mean that it was created in the air? Is it made of some kind of like dense molecules that fell out of the sky? Like, what do you think this thing is? Well, we know that it has a power source. Yes. We've been kind of hinted at that in this episode. And that I'm thinking, I would think that if it's going to crash like that, wouldn't you assume that the power source is in the center or at the top? You'd think, but no one went right to the center of town and was like, start digging, (laughs) which would have been my first call. Um, We know that it has electromagnetic uh, properties because it's screwed with Duke's pacemaker before it blew it the F up. Which was so awesome. I know we're supposed to get to that later, but it was so awesome. The level of violence for CBS. Yes. The cow chopped it. I was not expecting that. And then he just goes and touches the cow guts. I was like, ooh. Yeah, I know. Well, he's not not afraid of cow guts. That's another thing we know. He killed a person. Cow guts are are old hat to him. Yes, cow guts are are old hat. And um, yeah, well, it was originally developed for Showtime. Um, it was originally developed for Showtime, but it's just surprising how much of the material they left in mm-hmm. from the original Showtime script. Very, very neat. So, Oh, I also read that because an- another thought would be, okay, you have this dome. Yeah. Can you dig under it? Yes. And I read somewhere that these questions are going to be answered. Can you dig under it? How do you get out? I mean, that would be my first thought is like, we have all of these people seeming to say, okay, we're going to wait to see what happens. I would be like, I do not want to wait to see what happens. I don't want to like sit here and just see if like someone's going to save me. I would be like, how do I get out of the dome? Yeah. Well, so people have died. They're kind of in shock a little bit. I mean, it's it, it only happened just hours ago. It's it's it the this whole thing takes place over the course of one day. So, it's going to take a second for people to be like okay, this is not a drill, this is not a dream, this is not the government. I love that line where where Barbie was like, uh, <laughs> I, I know it's not the government, it actually works. Yeah, it actually works. Oy. Um, which is like becoming a theme in, in movies and TV lately, I think, of just like... Mistrust of government. Yeah, government, but like not just that, but like the government being like just ineffectual. Like you mm-hmm. look at like Man of Steel for instance, where yep. just, like, the military is so useless, but they've always have been in, like, every superhero movie, but in this one in particular, they felt, like, completely just outclassed, outmatched, outdated. Yeah. And it, I felt- and there is a charming, you know, there's a, like, a charming quality to them, too. Yeah. Especially, like, here and in Man of Steel, there's something charming about the government, but it's not, it's not, like, hate. It's not like hate. It's just like, oh, well, you don't understand. Exactly. And uh, we still don't know if this thing is radioactive or what. Here's here's my question. So we know that you touch it once, you get shocked, and then you can touch it again perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. So what happens when you touch it? Are you becoming attuned to, like, its its electromagnetic field or frequency or something? Um, is it discharging something into you? What is the difference between the people who have touched it and the people who haven't? We know it sends some sort of shock through yeah. your system because it kills the pace. It explodes the pacemaker like like a friggin' yeah. supernova of bl- 
Sorry. So You know awesome. what this makes me think of, though? Actually, for, for people who have read The Hunger Games, yeah. it makes me think of the, the force field they have around the battleground in The Hunger Games, mm-hmm. which is why I was like, I wonder if it's like in The Hunger Games where you could just zap it out and it comes down if you work like hard enough with enough electricity. Well, maybe we'll find out by the end of the season. I don't think we will because they, they have you know plans to continue the show. Yes. Beyond even where the book went. And they have they have a different ending plan than what was in the book. Exactly. So that should be interesting as well. It should be very interesting. I remember at the time when the book came out, the ending was, was not the best received thing in the world. I, don't, um, I feel like a lot. Of, that's a lot of Stephen King's work, though. Hmm. Well, it's kind of like Tim Burton. You start out really, really strong and interesting, but it just kind of peters out by the end. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Uh, so Joe, who Barbie saved... Mm-hmm. is the younger brother of Angie, who uh, she's a candy striper. She wants to get out of town. She is erstwhile hookup buddy of uh, Junior, who's Big Jim Rennie's messed up son. Now, here's, okay, here's the contrast. So the first scene you see Barbie and you're like, ooh, this guy's doing something creepy. Yeah. The first scene I see Junior and I'm like, Oh, that's kind of cute. He loves her. That's cute. And oh. then, wait for it, yeah. then he grabs her, and then I'm like, oh, no. Things just changed. This this S just got real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I and just... then she she seems to know, though, that he has some sort of issue, because she says, you know why we're not together. Well, and, she's... and she's known him for a long time. Yeah, the exact line is, he says, you're the only person who knows the real me. And she's like, I know. That's why we can't be together. And I, I found that scene kind of, like, sadly funny until it turned dark. Because mm-hmm. it was, like, it was really, really lame sex. And he's, like, oh, talking yeah. about it like it's the greatest thing. <sighs> they weren't even it. moving. I what, know. Kind of, what is that? She looked so bored. Oh. And he was so pleased with himself. <laughs> boring, boring, boring sex with a crazy man, which kind of shows, A, how small of a town Chester's Mill is, and that Angie doesn't make the greatest decisions, because why pick the crazy guy? Because girls like to have... Here's the thing, though, that also I don't understand. Okay. Because girls girls like the bad guy. We've seen this as a theme in television, things like that. Girls want to date the bad guy because it's dangerous or whatever. If that's so, why is their sex so boring? I don't understand the correlation between exciting bad boy sex that I'm not supposed to be having and my face looks bored. I think it's... Well, it's two reasons. One, I don't think he sees himself as the bad boy. Mm-hmm. He's He he considers himself sweet and, and she brings out the sweetness in him. He doesn't want to hurt her. And then B, you know, if she knows what's going on inside his brain, she doesn't want to wake that up. C, it's CBS, so how hot could their sex really be? That's true. That's true. Which, like, double standard, <laughs> blood and guts, but boring sex. Come on, Very network American. television. Very Come American. Come on, network television. Um, but we know he had problems at college. So yes. they this this introductory scene already sets up. We know he's having problems at college. We know that he's abusive because he grabs her. And then he just gets progressively creeper. Yeah. Creeper. Creepier. Yeah. Uh, well, we started. We nicknamed him instead of Junior, just Creeper, because mm-hmm. uh, he's just he's just lurking around, and uh, he does not take this breakup well. And he starts stalking her. She's ha- she has that scene outside of the the not a hospital, it's a clinic, a medical clinic with uh, with Barbie, where she smokes. Bad on you, Angie. And uh, he immediately gets murderous. 
He's got his his butterfly knife that he's just flipping to himself when the dome actually comes down, uh, which like he's just sitting in his room for hours flipping a knife around. And then the thing that gets him to leave is like, oh, I'm going to go find my girlfriend and just stab anybody who's talking to her. Um, and then stalks Barbie for hours until nightfall and then tries to pick a fight with him. Barbie ain't having none of that. And uh, so murder avoided. Junior just decides, oh, I'm just going to kidnap Angie and keep her in my, my basement or yeah. my uh, bomb shelter. Yeah, the fallout shelter. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, which, which this is actually an interesting device to learn that there is a backup generator and Big Jim knows about it and he told Julia his neighbor about it. Well, she, they he told her and her husband to get their own because mm-hmm. it was uh, for tax reasons. Right. So there may be a few houses that have power. And how long is that going to last? Exactly. Or... Ha- what happens when the other people realize, oh, I want your power. Mm-hmm. You know, let's feed some wires off of it. Let's get some power back into my house. Why do you get all the power? Uh, Like, that's, you know, like The Mist by Stephen King is all about how uh, a a group collapses through fear. And I think we're going to see a lot of that this season. Mm -hmm. And people are going to become animals. Um, Especially Big Jim and Junior. Junior, who's who's keeping um, Angie in his bomb shelter. Yeah, who says, and, and... I don't think he knows what's going on. He, but he is manipulating her to sound like he knows what's going on. I don't even think it's it's that. I think he thinks he knows. I think he thinks he knows because he's that crazy. Yeah. But what if he does know? That would be interesting. That would be interesting. We'll find out later in the season. Yes. Um, Where, like, the crazy person has insight because they're that crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, what made him crazy? That is another good that's another good question. That's another good question. You know, if if the dome is in fact alien of alien origin, what if he was, you know, kidnapped by aliens and probed as a young boy and that's what started his murderous tendencies? We don't know. Right. This is all speculation. Um but poor Angie, that's just so horrifying being trapped underground uh with your your murderous erstwhile hookup buddy who is in love with you and wants to keep you forever and ever and ever and ever. Super creepy. Um, I just want to take a quick second to talk about a movie that Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro, the founders of After Buzz, <laughs> Speaking of people who are like serial killers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of creepy people who kill people like Junior, there is a movie called The Adventures of Serial Buddies that uh, Kevin directed and Maria produced and is in uh, that was released earlier this summer and is now available online on iTunes and on SerialBuddies.com to rent or buy. It's $4.99 to rent, $5.99 to buy. Some people out there uh, have reached out to us saying, hey, I love AfterBuzz, I love your programming, how can I give back? Well, here's how you give back. Buy the movie, rent the movie. It's kind of a sweet deal because you're helping us continue to give you Great free content. Uh, on a weekly basis, we put out, I think, around 60 shows. And we have a ton of content, ton of programming all year long. So if you want to help us keep the lights on and keep these shows going 
Uh, you get to have a great, funny movie with um, lots of people in it. Christopher Lloyd is in it, Henry Winkler, uh, Christopher McDonald, Artie Lang, Beth Bears from Two Broke Girls, Kathy Lee Gifford, and a bunch of young, hilarious comedians in the lead roles. I know a few of them. They're super, super funny. Uh, so buy or rent Serial Buddies. It is on SerialBuddies.com or on iTunes. And help us keep these shows going for you because we love doing them. All right. Let's talk about Mr. Exploding Heart himself, a hunk of hunk of burning heart, Duke. Poor late Duke. Jeff Fahey, I give you a salute. You will be missed. I was really excited that he was on the show because I loved him from Lost and from uh, Robert Rodriguez's movies, and he was a great presence on the show. Uh, He's just a great presence in general. Yeah. He's a person who has gravitas. Deep gravitas and a and a bitchin' beard. Yes. Yes. The man the man is 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 well groomed and uh he knows some things about this town that are dark and that we're not supposed to know about. Uh it was a good story device to introduce us to all these little items that were like, Ooh, that's interesting. I, I bet he carries that secret and we'll learn it from him. No. Nope. No. No. We don't know we won't learn it from him. We're gonna have to learn it from Big Jim Rennie, who's a jerk, who's essentially in charge of the town. Um, Especially now that Duke is dead. Especially now that Duke is dead, his one piece of opposition. Because we have not met the mayor, so I'm going to assume the mayor is out of town, probably at the parade parade. in Westlake, which, like, why are we having parades, America? There are domes falling out of the sky, Okay, you know, dogs and cats living together. But then uh, you want to know why there are certain explanations like um, Linda is the police officer who was with Yes, And she, you know, she explains that she has to work because she's engaged. And there are some characters, you know, you get kind of an explanation or an understanding of why they're not at the parade. But if the parade is so big, then you wonder why there are not other characters at the parade. Well... Some people just don't like parades, first of all. I love parades, and I want to know why the whole town didn't go to the parade. Well, then you're lucky, because you would not be caught under a dome, Jack Dabrowski. Okay? Uh, But some of us do not like fun (laughs) and floats and flowers and things, or ceremonies, and we would be trapped under a dome. Well, what it does mean is our cast of characters is way smaller than it would have been if the parade wasn't happening. Because the town, while small, you know, like you look at all the people in the diner at the in, towards the end of the episode, it's not that many. No. I would say we're dealing with maybe 200 people under the dome in this whole town, mm-hmm. whereas the population is probably, you know, a couple thousand, not right. that many. And it sets up this... Uh this parade storyline sets up this interesting split between family members. Like, now you have children without their parents, mm-hmm. people without their spouses. Exactly. And everyone's going to have to learn how to how to fend for themselves. You know, Angie is now responsible for Joe in many ways. And uh, Julia is going to have to deal with the uh, the whispers and prying eyes of everyone else in town. I felt so bad for her when uh, when she gets to the hospital and she's like, yeah. he's not here. He, he always works Sundays. He hasn't worked Sundays in weeks. <laughs> Crushed. Terrible. Poor Julia. Poor, ugh, 
poor, poor Julia, which is terrible because that's totally what everyone in town is saying about them, about like thinking that her husband's cheating on her. It's like, Poor Julia. And then you feel even more poor Julia when when she's like, I know he's cheating on me in the end. And you're like, oh, he's just missing because he's dead. And you don't know that either. Yeah. Oh, he's so dead. Um, But let's talk about the scene between Big Jim uh, and and Duke. So. Yes. Apparently, we've got all these propane deliveries. uh, Six last week, four this Mm -hmm. week. And... uh, and we don't know necessarily what they're for, but Big Jim is responsible. He gets he gets super nervous. He gets super nervous about the plane. Mm-hmm. Before the plane even crashes, a plane flying over Chester's Mill makes him hurry out of the diner to find the plane. Uh, so, and we know that it was... Whose plane was it? It was... I had it here. Do you have uh, whose plane it was? I can't remember. All right. Well, we have we have this plane. We have this plane, and uh, it, we don't know why it freaked him out. So it could very well be that whatever that plane was supposed to be doing, why why ever it left or why it was coming to Chester's Mill, has something to do with whatever mysterious dirty stuff mm-hmm. Jim is into. Uh, and then he kind of throws his weight around with Duke saying, you know, well, I am in charge, so let's, we should probably deputize some more police officers. And Duke says, no way. You know, I do not recognize your authority. You are a bad dude. I let some things happen so that this town could stay safe. Which, He uh, said the town was going to go broke. Yes. So we know that whatever these trucks are duke's not supposed to duke technically doesn't know what it is but jim insinuates that you know he's turning a blind eye but he does know yes so Uh, we know it's uh not on the up and up and we know that it's gonna give the town it was gonna give the town money and it's potentially dangerous and it involves propane Mm -hmm. um which people are gonna flip out when they find out that there's all this potentially explosive in more ways than one propane uh literally under under their under their feet yes mm. sidetrack the plane yes the plane becomes a device to show us that the dome reaches very high but twenty thousand feet high yes but uh still has a top still has a top actual dome it is a rounded <laughs> dome uh which we find out uh from and that the... was an insane crash too it really was everything that touches the dome has to be very strong because everything the the trucks the plane everything that goes up against the dome literally is just pancaked and you don't see the dome budge an inch it's mm-hmm. not a flexible dome it's not elastic it is a hard dome it is a wall and there is it, it, anything that goes up against the dome loses big time. So uh, now Linda is our our head sheriff. Mm-hmm. She's in charge of the police in the entire town. There aren't even that many police left. She doesn't know what he what Duke and Big Jim had cooked up, and she's kind of outclassed a little bit. And she's missing she's missing Rusty, her fireman fiance, who's you know hunky. And, and on the other side of the dome. And on the other side of the dome. So what are we going to do without a Rusty? I don't know. Uh, find out what's going on with Big Jim Rennie and solve all the mysteries and keep everybody safe. She has so many responsibilities. 
She does. Yeah. She, she's responsible for the safety of everybody, and I hope that she is as good at uh, at fighting with Big Jim as Duke was, uh, or better, because Duke let Big Jim bring all this propane into town. I have a feeling she's going to step up, because we see her kind of... In visually in the in the first scene with her and Duke, she's standing and he's just kind of laying, holding yeah. his head in his hands. Well, she's... so I feel like visually that was a setup for us to be like to see that she had she has the potential to be very powerful. And I hope that she I hope that she steps up. She'll have to, you know, she'll have to because so much is happening. It's Chuck Thompson's plane. It's Chuck Thompson's Thompson. plane. Uh, and I guess we're gonna learn more about Chuck Thompson. I want to move the conversation over to our trio of uh, of passing through folks, Carolyn and Alice, and their daughter Nori. They are, from what I understand, not characters in the book. Someone who reads the book can let me know, but um, I think they modified them to make them a lesbian couple. Okay, so not a lesbian couple in the book, but they're taking uh, they're taking their daughter Nori. To some kind of camp. Nori has sent naked photos of herself to boys. She's gotten in big, big trouble. Um, And uh, she is a diabetic. She's a diabetic. And uh, they were going to stop. They were going to... And we know they're from... They're like big city people. Because they make this comment at the end about... Los Angeles. Yes, Los Angeles. They make this comment at the end, too, about getting a real doctor. So we have... We have kind of like the every town USA is Chester's Mill. Yeah. And then you have now this bi- these big city people stuck in this small town. Yes. Uh, and these big city people who were going to stop at the diner until they saw cops. And then they ran, which makes me wonder what else is going on with that I feel that it might have to do with their daughter. Because yeah. it seems like they were taking the daughter to camp because she had problems yeah and i wonder if this camp actually is camp uh and what it might actually be and that's another mystery we're gonna find out so they're almost to the edge of the dome and they're about to drive through it when they see that semi-truck slam into the dome literally mashed milk everywhere yes mashed up truck and they stop just in time but nori has a seizure and she starts saying, the pink stars are falling. Yes. Pink stars are falling. They're falling in lines. What on earth is she talking about? How is she getting this message? Like, what does it mean? What is it for? Who is it from? Why her and why Joe mm-hmm. McAllister? And they're both, the end, The only thing that I think connects them as far as, um, to me, was age. They yeah. seem to be about the same age. About the same age. You know, white, skinny, but just teenagers. Yeah. So is it is it only people of a certain age can get this? Have they been touched somehow by something supernatural or by aliens? Uh, or were they fed something by the government when they were just kids? Who knows? But the pink stars are falling in lines. I have no idea what that means. Uh, and it has something to do with the dome and potentially where it came from or its purpose or what it is doing to our dear, dear friends in Chester's Mill. Uh, So we're going to find out more about them, hopefully, in the next episode. Let's move over to our last kind of, like, 
hovering storyline, solo storyline, because uh, Rose in the diner didn't really get her own storyline. But Phil Bushy and Dodie out in the radio station do have their own story. Yes. Now, Phil is another character who was changed a bit from the book. I know. I'm not entirely sure who he was in the book, but I heard that he has been changed to this alt-rock DJ uh-huh. type of guy. And uh, they are the only thing left broadcasting in Chester's Mill, and Dodie has been able to get signals from outside the dome using some kind of freaky science that she understands. And uh, that's how we find out for the first time, at least through them, that it is, in fact, a dome. And we hear, I guess it's like white noise alien frequency. White, yeah. Well, not white noise alien, but like white noise. It's it's kind of like it's Bjork. garbled. Yeah, garbled <laughs> frequency uh, that when it's like reflected back on itself, that's just how the outside world is sounding, I think. I don't think it's aliens yet. I don't think it's aliens on the radio uh, but it is how the outside world is sounding through this dome. Um, just so, so many questions to be answered. So um, we know that cell phones don't work in there. We know that they work. can only broadcast inside the dome. Yes. We know because the dome knocked out power lines, there's n- no electricity. Except for generators. Except for generators. We know that there's mysterious propane in town. Uh, we know that Big Jim Rennie is behind it and he's doing something with it. We know that Barbie was up to something shady in town. Some kind of deal was going down. That he's ex-military. Maybe he was moving some kind of military hardware. We don't know. Um, the power. We know that the dome likely has a power source uh, and that the military and the government are, are saying that they have nothing to do with it. And they don't know what it is. Uh, we know that Junior is a crazy POS. And uh, that poor Angie is stuck underground. Any other lingering threads? And Peter was up to something. Peter Shumway was up to something. We don't know what yes, he was up to. we don't to know what he was up to. Related with, with Barbie. Um, a lot of questions. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I think we should move into focused speculation. Focused speculation. Yes. And now, you're after Buzz. Focused speculations. Focused speculation. <laughs> okay, so I think that uh, Big Jim Rennie is going to step up into his role of leader of the town and he's going to abuse his power immediately. Uh, I think that Barbie and Julia, even though he's got all this guilt, are going to become an unwitting team as they try to figure out the nature of the dome and the stuff that's going on with Big Jim. Uh, Junior's going to continue to be crazy, and Angie's going to be stuck down there at least for a few episodes. I hope she gets out soon, though, because that's hellish. Uh, And... Joe is going to continue to wonder what's going on, and I think he's going to start trying to figure out what happened to him with the Pink Stars mystery, and he and Nori are going to team up. Uh, what what about you, Jackie? What do you think? I agree with all those, okay. and then I want to add that I think they're going to, once, may, maybe um, Joe and Nori are going to do this, but once they find out that the Dome could have a power source, I think that they're going to start looking to see where that is or what that is. Yeah. Um, and 
Oh, and they're definitely going to try digging. They're definitely yes. going to try digging underground yes. to get under the dome. Um, real, real quick before we we give out our, our host plugs, I just want to say real. Uh, Check us out on iTunes. Please tell your friends about this show and about Under the Dome because we want it to continue and to come back next summer because it's awesome. Uh, but please like and subscribe uh, on YouTube and on iTunes. Give us ratings and comments. We love fives. And uh, please give us your feedback. Let us know uh, what you think of the show and of us and uh, of the differences between the show and the book. And, you know, stay a part of the conversation. Jackie Borowski, where can people find you? At 123Jackie underscore B, Jackie spelled J-A-C-Q-U-E on Twitter. Okay. And uh, it's at it's the same thing on Instagram, but there's no underscore. Okay, great. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV on the Defiance After Show and on the Low Winter Sun After Show later this summer. Uh, that thank- is an endemol show. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us, and we will see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.